Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Uh, Some esteemed panelists with us. Uh, John Pennington is a U.S. Army veteran and Chicago Regional Office Assistant Veterans Service Center Manager. That's a mouthful, but a lot of work I know he has to do. And we have Tanya uh, Nixon, who is serving the U.S. veterans for nearly 20 years in disability claims and appeals process. Uh, I know she started when she was about 12 years old. So she, <laughs> she, she is phenomenal, does a wonderful, wonderful job over there. I know about her history, about what she does for our veterans. So today's discussion is going to be about ancillary benefits for unemployability, housing, and automobile adaptation for service-connected disabilities, spousal and dependents benefits. Wow, what a large uh, amount. And I know we have a lot that's available to veterans, so... Who wants to lead off, John or Tanya? John, do you want to go first or do you want me? Hey, sure, I can. Hey, first of all, I want to thank you for having us on the show. It's always a pleasure to be on here speaking with you all. Oh, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. um, Before we begin, I just want to make a couple announcements that um, the Chicago Regional Office is happy to announce that on March 22nd, we will be opening our doors for by appointment only. So if you would like to meet with a um, representative, um, we could do that and schedule an appointment for you. Um, oh. We do have some phone numbers for you, um, so that we like to announce that. But first, um, the appointment is only limited to veterans only, unless you require assistance of a caregiver. Um, so we have a phone number I would like to put out that oh, if you sure. would like to schedule an appointment uh-huh. or if you would like to speak to the VA representative, if we could answer on the phone, we'll be happy to do it. Um, if you would like to meet in person, we could schedule an appointment for you. Um, that number is 312-980-4470. Again, that number is 312-980-4470. And we will also have these numbers posted on in our entrances. Um, if for some reason a veteran would like to speak about their uh, – Bulk Rehab Benefits, which is now known as Veteran Readiness Employment Benefits. We have a number for that as well. It's 312-980-4458. Again, it's 312-980-4458. Now, to help make the process go a little smoother, um, we just ask veterans when they arrive to regional office, they just give us a call, let us know that they're there, and we can meet them out. And that number... Sorry to be throwing out so many numbers, but that number is 312-980-4381. Again, it's 312-980-4381. And we are really looking forward to opening up to our veterans by appointment only, and we can't wait to see you. So if you just want to give us a call, we'd be happy to see you. Yeah, you give a tremendous service to our veterans. So I'm so happy to hear that this uh, these doors are opening again on March 22nd by appointment only. And uh, it's for the veteran only unless you have a caretaker that is required um, to be with you. 
And so I am so happy. So 312-980-4470, 312-980-4458. And for the regional office, 312-980-4381. Okay, fantastic. Let's move on to the ancillary benefits for unemployability. <laughs> I, you know, I'm excited about this, uh, the housing, and a lot that's going on right now, right? With the current, Right. Yeah. So I've got... I counted, and I have about 10 different things to talk about, um, So, and I know we don't have that much time. Only 10. So I don't okay, know go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I tried to organize them by order of how often we see each one, just so that in case we do run out of time, it's we've at least covered the more common ones. Um, do you want me to talk about each one individually or just get through them all and then ask questions? Oh, no, sure. Just uh, do that. Uh, you know, Go through each one of them individually so they can really okay. get a feel for it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so the first one, um, you mentioned individual unemployability, or IU as we often refer to it. Um, mm-hmm. This is if a veteran uh, has service-connected disabilities that may not combine up to 100% schedularly, but because of those disabilities, they are unable to work. You know, they, mm-hmm. they might be able to do an odd job here or there, but they can't, you know, obtain and maintain gainful employment um, or, you know, work above the poverty line. So with IU we are often able to pay them at the 100% rate because specifically their disabilities, um, say maybe PTSD at 70% plus serious back issue plus maybe some knee issues all combine to make them unable to work, we can pay them at the 100% rate. Now this does require a single disability rated at 60% or higher or a combined 70% with at least one condition at 40% or higher. The unemployability itself can be caused by just a single condition or a combination of multiple conditions acting together. Um, it does also require that the veteran is not working. If, if they are working at the time, even if they're having trouble, we will have to deny it, unfortunately. Okay, yes, yes. Oh, that's, a, that's so really have, good. Yeah, but it's good to know that's yeah. out there for them. Yeah, yeah. It is, and I, I, I probably see at minimum three of these claims a week. And I do my best to grant each one, but obviously there are times when I can't. <laughs> but, yes. but but that is, again, um, if you're unable to work because of your service-connected conditions, we may be able to help you out. Fantastic. So, okay. So, and the, okay. And then one of the next ones that we see often is um, we call it convalescence or paragraph 30 benefits. Mm-hmm. And this is it's another 100% evaluation um, on a temporary basis. So if a veteran has um, surgery that requires at least one month of convalescence, you know, say they have a back surgery or a knee surgery or something, and they're, um, it, it requires convalescence, like I said, maybe they're unable to work during that month, or there's severe residuals of the operation, like the wound didn't completely heal, or maybe they're completely immobilized by cast, um, even without surgery, of one major joint of more or more, um, we can grant, we can pay them at, 100% temporarily for usually one, two, or three months. Um, this can be extended under more severe circumstances, although after six months it does require a higher level approval. Okay. But that good. gives people a little bit of comfort if they're, you know, out of work for a month. It's okay. We can, we can, you know, pay you at the higher rate for that month. Okay, great. And then, and, uh, and then so what, what is the next um, one? Because I see you have housing down here, too. 
There is, yeah, so so I didn't, the order on the website is actually just alphabetical order. Oh, okay, okay. Which, and I, I thought that that didn't <laughs> quite, <laughs> it was nice, but it didn't really work out that well in terms of, you know, how relevant I think a lot of these are to at least the majority of our veteran population. Ah. So I wanted to try to, like I said, to get to get to the ones that we see more often and then get down to the rest and at least have a, a little bit more of a logical grouping, if, that, if that's okay. Oh, that's fine. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So the next one we have is hospitalization, or what we call paragraph 29. Um, this is another temporary 100% evaluation, and that's if a veteran is hospitalized for at least 21 consecutive days for a service-connected condition. Um, a common one is actually PTSD, if they go through the inpatient PTSD treatment program, um, or say, again, they're hospitalized for treatment of um I use that condition often because that is often what we see, um, or you know any other condition. It can be mental or physical. We will pay them the 100% rate from the date of admission through the end of the month of discharge. So if you go in March 13th today and come out April 14th, would pay you from March 13th through April 30th, and then go back to the regular rate May 1st. Um, now, during this hospitalization, it's okay if somebody also receives treatment for non-service-connected conditions, but the treatment must include treatment for the service-connected condition. Okay. And does someone have to apply for that? You know, do they have to be aware of that that exists, or how does that become, um, you know, how does that apply to the person? Yeah. So that's a good question. Um, they can apply. However, we also, if they're hospitalized in a VA facility, and I did, I did neglect to mention that, actually, it's at a VA facility or a under VA um, cost, like if, if it's fee basis in another hospital. Um, if it's at a VA facility, we actually get a report shortly after the hospitalization to say this person is hospitalized for this condition. Oh. And so um, in the old days, we probably didn't get to that report until probably after they were out of the hospital. These days, we often actually, because our, our claim system is a lot more streamlined now, yes. we usually are able to actually help out with the claim while the person is still in the hospital. Um, so previously I would have said definitely apply. These days I'd say we'll probably see it, but if you're you know concerned about it, apply as well. Yeah, yeah. actually the VA uh, claim system and the VA uh, electronic record system is best in the world right now. Um, you know, it really is. Yeah, actually I went to, uh, you know, I've been in the public health field for a long time. I was a director for the Illinois Department of Public Health back in 2007-11, and I actually went to Taiwan, and they said, oh, that's part of the model we use to, to have the health oh, system. Wow. And they're like second in the world right now. <laughs> and, you oh, know, that's amazing. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so it is a fantastic system. Um, so it is. So what, what's the next one? Because you said paragraph 29, so what, what's next? So, and actually, I, I actually did those in reverse numerical order because convalescence is paragraph 30, and we see that more often. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but, the, but the next one on my list mm-hmm. um, is an auto allowance, which I think is the top one on the list on the website. Oh. So there's auto allowance and adaptive equipment, and that's basically, in certain circumstances, we can pay an amount either to adapt, either to buy a car and adapt it, or to an, to adapt an existing car. Um, this requires that the veteran be service-connected for at least one of the following, um, loss or permanent loss of use of one or both feet or one or both hands, mm-hmm. um, severe burn injury with deep, thick, basically a severe burn injury that's service-connected that limits motion of a limb, 
and precludes the effective operation of an automobile, and that ALS, you know, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or oddly enough, permanent blindness of both eyes. Now, obviously, we're not having blind people drive cars, Mm -hmm. but there is an auto allowance that basically allows for somebody to be able to drive them on a regular basis. And that would be the same with the ALS, too, under most circumstances. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Isn't it? And then there is, there's a separate, um, there's a separate grant that's just adaptive equipment only, meaning, you know, we can't pay for the entire car, but we can pay to update your current car. And that requires um, ankylosis, which is, you know, an ability to move one or both knees or one or both hips, which would obviously make it very difficult to drive a car in a normal setup. Right, right. Fantastic. Um, you know, so, so and, and that, that's another thing that a person would have to sort of apply for, right? Um, yes. Because they're really not in the now, hospital system. You, you know, you, so it's, they may be outside and have to be aware of it. <laughs> right. Now, the exception is if I'm reading, and I say I, I mean, if any of us are reading a claim and we notice that the person now has a loss of a foot or loss of uh, use of one or both feet or, you know, if they fit the qualifications, we will grant it. But sometimes we don't necessarily know until the person comes in. You know, maybe maybe they're service-connected for a foot injury and it's progressed, but they haven't yet applied. So we try to grant those as we go along, but obviously if, if somebody feels that they are entitled to it and we haven't yet granted them, then I highly encourage them to apply. Apply to it. And, you know, you know I know you're going to go on to other topics, but where would they apply? You know, do you have a website or where, where should people I go? Do. Mm-hmm. So it's www.va.gov. So pretty mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. And if you look for it, there's a link for forms. Okay. And the auto allowance one is 21-4502. Okay. So that's the uh, auto. Okay. Auto allowance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic. So that's uh, www.va.gov. Uh, and yep. then you look and at the form link, you know, forms link, and then you go to auto um, allowance, and then you go to 21-4502. Yes. Okay. And I will say, if you can't remember the website, if you just do a Google search for VA forms, it'll take you right to the website. Take you right to the website. Okay, VA forms. Okay, right. Oh, it sounds like you had this one figured out pretty well. <laughs> I've, I've had to do that over the years. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next one. Which uh... Okay, so the next one that I have on, on my order of, Im- not, not importance, definitely not order of importance, but order of the amount of times I see them, um, especially adapted housing and the special home adaptation grant. So these are two separate um, benefits. Um, the special adapted housing is a higher benefit, and i believe it can only be paid once the special home adaptation can sometimes be paid more than once under certain circumstances um for both of these you do need to be service connected and at a permanent and total disability level now this could be either you're completely 100 percent or you have that individual unemployability which means we're paying at the 100 percent rate and it's permanent and total mm-hmm. in addition the specially adapted housing requires at least one of the following loss or loss of use of both lower extremities, mm-hmm. blindness in both eyes, plus the loss or loss of use of one lower extremity, um, lo- loss or loss of use of one lower extremity together with an additional disease or injury, um, service-connected disease or injury, which, which precludes locomotion, 
um, lots and lots of use of one lower extremity and one upper extremity. Mm. Um, both upper extremities or severe burns that limit, that limit the motion of two or more extremities or at least one extremity in the trunk. And then ALS is also, if you have ALS and that, because of the generally quick progression of ALS, mm -hmm. it's not required that you have that loss of motion yet at the time that you apply. If you have ALS, we're going to grant the home at the special home adaptation or specially adapted housing, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one, which is a slightly lesser amount, but still very, very helpful, is the special home adaptation grant. Um, that, again, requires you to be permanent in total. It requires one of the following, or at least one, um, loss or loss of use of both hands, severe burns that limit motion in two or more extremities, or at least one extremity in the trunk, uh, residuals of inhalational injury, so that might be, say, asbestosis or COPD or something along those lines, mm -hmm. or blindness in both eyes. Okay. And for either of those, you would apply at the same website. Um, the form is it's a twenty one four five five five. Five five five. Okay, so twenty one uh, form five dash. five five yeah. dash five five mm -hmm. five. Okay, and that they would still go back to the www.va.gov or yep. just Google VA forms. I, I like that because you just gave exactly. me a quick way to get there. <laughs> <laughs> it does make it a lot easier. It really does. It's, yeah, it's, that, was, that was lovely when I discovered that years ago. <laughs> um, so anything else? What, 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 what's next? Okay, the next one is the clothing allowance. Now, this one is interesting because when mm -hmm. I first started many years ago, we used to actually process these claims at the regional office about maybe 10 or 15 years ago, we actually transferred them to the hospital. So you'd apply through the prosthetics department. And what that is, it is for a veteran who has um, a service-connected disability that damages their clothing. Um, now this is typically either, there's a topical medication for a skin condition, which causes, you know, which damages the cloth itself, mm -hmm. or they have braces that they have to wear, say a back brace, a knee brace, et cetera, that uh. wears out their clothing, you know, at a rate higher than the normal rate of wear. Oh, I never um, thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. It's 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 little things that you never would have thought about. Um, that is payable on an, either a one-time basis or an annual basis. So somebody who has a long-established one does not have to apply every year. It's just going to be automatically paid every year. If they're just starting out or maybe the condition has sort of fluctuated, they don't always need a brace, then they would have to apply each year and we would pay it each year. Um, I have to say I'm embarrassed to know I don't, let's see, oh, no, I do, I wrote it down. The current rate is $830.56. Mm. And again, you would apply through the prosthetics department at the VA. Wow. At the VA Medical Center. The prosthetics department, okay, good. Wow, that's, I, I know that, that's a lot of money. That's, that, that's going to really help. I know. I was thinking, I don't think I spend that much money on clothes each year, but <laughs> I also am not ruining my clothes with a medication or a brace every year, so right, there is that. Right. right. <laughs> and um, I do actually have the form number for that, if you'd like it. Okay, go ahead. And that is, mm -hmm. it's 10-10-8678. It's okay. But again, that's, if you can, if you just go on into the prosthetics department at the medical center, they will also be able to help you. Fantastic. Wow. 
Do you have anything yeah, else? Do you have anything else in this bag? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these, <laughs> these benefits are really fantastic. Uh, I I do have a. Few, I actually have four more to get through, and I see. Oh shoot, five minutes. Um, okay. So let's mm-hmm. go. I'll try to go quickly. Um, so mm-hmm. now we have what's called. We call it 1151 based on the law it's named after. Mm -hmm. Um, If a veteran has a disability that was determined to have been caused by VA hospital care, medical care, um, surgery, examination, basically, if you think of it as like a malpractice or a tort type claim, obviously Mm -hmm. we prefer to never see these Mm -hmm. um, because we prefer to not have this happen. But accidents do happen. Um, So if somebody is sick or injured and it's something that would not have been foreseen, like um, there are certain surgeries where, you know, there's side effects that, you know, might happen. It's kind of known. Um, or like if you have diabetes, there's always a possibility that you might eventually um, need an amputation of a limb. That That's a, an expected or at least not unexpected side effect. Yes. But if there if you have surgery for one thing and it touches off something totally different, some disability that was clearly caused by this surgery or by this treatment, mm-hmm. then we are able to pay as though the disability is service-connected. Oh, okay. Fantastic. So it's it's wow. it's not an overly common one. I, I probably maybe see kind of rarely used maybe five a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it, it does happen. Right. Um, we, again, wish it didn't happen, but it unfortunately right. does on occasion. Okay, we have, we have, so we have, that, we have okay. about one more minute to go before we have to start okay. uh, closing out. But, go, yeah, go go through as fast as you can. Okay, the other. okay so we yeah. have, um, for children of Vietnam veterans who have birth defects, if they're a child of a male Vietnam veteran, we we um, pay for spina bifida. We pay benefits for spina bifida. Mm. Um, children of female vet- Vietnam veterans, spina bifida, and then other de- birth defects birth defects that are not, say, hereditary disorders or determined to have been caused by a birth injury or something like that, um, we are able to pay benefits for those. Obviously, it's less common these days as Vietnam veterans are less likely to have young children, but they do. Um, Sure. sure. Let's see. (laughs) Right. Okay. And then dental care. So this is certain veterans who are 100% permanent total or have IU. or have a, a service-connected evaluation for a dental disability, or they've just gotten out of service, are eligible for dental treatment at the VA hospital. Okay. Um, and then the final one I have is a pre-stabilization, or paragraph 28. And this is in certain circumstances when a veteran is, or a soon-to-be veteran, is just getting out of service, and they have an unstable condition. Maybe they've just had an amputation, and it's not yet known how it's going to heal, how disabling it's going to be or they have a very severe mental illness that hasn't yet stabilized, we're able to pay a temporary either 100% or 50% based on the condition and the level of impairment, and then we would reevaluate them following six months. Oh, wow. This is fantastic. Um, I <laughs> it's, mean... <laughs> it's not very common. I think I've rated exactly one case that wasn't a training case in my 20 years. However, it does happen. Okay, fantastic. Well, we have to go move towards closing the show, but I want everyone to go to www.va.gov and the VA forms um, and, uh, you know, everything from uh, individual unemployability to convalescent coverage uh, to paragraph 29, auto uh, allowances and specialized chapter housing, uh, clothing allowances for prosthetic devices um, that are uh, injuring clothing, 
uh, injuries in the hospital, children of the Vietnam veterans, look at that if they have uh, medical problems that are occurring, and then also dental care and pre-stabilization, uh, incredible coverage. Uh, I want everyone to keep their eyes open for March 22nd when the doors open of the VA again. Uh, the regional office number again is 312-980-4381, and also you can call 980 312-980-4458. Um, and we are so glad to have the, both of you uh, that are giving so much to our veterans. Okay, so John Pennington and Tanya uh, Nixon, we love you, and we are looking forward to you, you, all the things that you're giving our veterans uh, going forward. So uh, we will, um, uh, you know, our partner is the Chicago Regional Office of Veteran Benefits Administration, and we are so happy to have you with us. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.